Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome to Thought Leadership Studio, episode number 15. And today's episode is how thought leadership is like being an adventure guide. So what this episode is gonna do for you is it's gonna help clarify the components of a robust thought leadership model. It's going to help you build out your vision of your thought leadership through metaphor. And it's gonna align this adventure guide metaphor with strategic thought leadership with the components of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, or what he called the monomyth, to add the power of immutable archetypes to your thought leadership story. In case you're new here, I'm Chris McNeil. I'm a strategic thought leadership coach and consultant. I bring credentials in entrepreneurship and influence and coaching innovation. I've won multiple national and regional awards for innovation. And when I was in the fitness and wellness business, where I gained 20 years experience coaching and coaching coaches in what grew to be a multiple location personal fitness training studio business and providing corporate wellness programs to large companies like Bayer, I developed a motivational behavior modification model based on neurolinguistic programming. I'm a master NLP practitioner, also drew from sports psychology, from systems thinking, and it was never just about the physical fitness for those who let themselves be open to it. It was also a path to greater self-mastery by learning to create an environment, to bring out a state of confident expectation of success, to focus that confidence on a progressively higher set of goals as a confidence regenerating process, focusing in on things like exercise performance and the mastery of new, healthier lifestyle habits. So it was a mental game. It's about motivation, it's about behavior modification. And all this really played into my next career stage in marketing, where I use these things to model the high achieving companies in marketing, the ones that dominated the marketplace. And through this modeling, develop what came to be called the thought process of strategic thought leadership. And now I do coaching of high performance thought leaders, consulting for high performance thought leading companies, marketing programs for same and combinations of all those things. And I'm into breakthrough engineering with this. And that's what I'm sharing with you, helping to give you empowerment so that you can create your own thought leadership breakthroughs. Thought Leadership Studio.
So before we dive into how thought leadership is like being an adventure tour guide, a question might come up is why would I even want to do thought leadership or strategic thought leadership as you call it? So here's an answer to the question. There's eight answers. Number one, it helps you lock in loyalty by leading prospects to embrace your way is the way to do things and own your segment. Number two, it keeps you from being a commodity. If you're not leading to the new, you could sink into what some call the parrot effect, with repetition being the number one problem in content marketing, according to some. Number three, it means marketing with respect. Thought leadership expands customers' choices instead of trying to just manipulate them into a sale. Number four, it creates fulfillment. It implies creative leadership as a service, and that's intrinsically rewarding. Number five, it means you're a liberator, and hey, people revere their liberators. Paradigm level thought leadership can help release people from limiting beliefs. It also means you escape what some call the design trap. A pretty website, pretty web presence by itself doesn't set your company apart without also including new thinking for the marketplace. Number seven, it means you're demonstrating excellence. Isn't it more competitive to stand out with content leadership that leads to your product or service leadership? And number eight is it enhances SEO. Thought leadership increases the authority needed for strong search rankings. So there's your eight reasons why your marketing needs strategic thought leadership. So let's consider the components of a well-constructed thought leadership model. It has a beginning point, and that's current audience thinking. It has a clear destination of new thinking that you aim to lead an audience to, which you might call your thought leadership position. There's a path between these two points with challenges along that path. There's talking points that help propel an audience along this path by undermining the old model and supporting the new model. And these talking points can form the basis of a PR or content marketing program that kills them.
Thought Leadership Studio. So in a minute, I'm going to go into contrasting strategic thought leadership with the analogy of being an adventure guide and use the structure of the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell's monomyth as a way of parsing the stages of this journey in both cases. But first, let's hear from the man himself. Joseph Campbell, and I've got a clip from a short video on YouTube, an interview that I think um, will help evoke the power of this resonating with immutable archetypes. And it's not about one spiritual belief versus another. It's about the commonalities in reaching to what's beyond the conscious mind to the unconscious. So here it is. Is there something in common in every culture that creates this need for God? Well, I think uh, anyone who has an experience of mystery at all knows that there is a, a dimension, let's say, uh, of the universe that is not that which is available to his senses. There's a wonderful saying in one of the Upanishads, uh, when uh, for a sunset or a mountain and the beauty of this or of that, you pause and say, ah, that is participation in divinity. And I think that's what it is. It's the realization of wonder and also the experience of tremendous power, which people, of course, living in the world of nature are experiencing all the time you know there's something there that's much bigger than the human dimension. And our way of thinking in the West largely is that God is the source of the energy. The way in most Oriental thinking, and I think in most what we call primitive thinking also, is that God is a manifestation of the energy, not its source. That God is the vehicle of the energy. And uh, the level of energy that is involved or represented determines the character of the god. There are gods of violence. There are gods of compassion. There are gods that unite the two. There are gods that are the protectors of kings in their war campaigns. These are uh, personifications of the energy that's in play and what the source of the energy is. What's the source of the energy of these lights around us? I mean, this is a total mystery. Doesn't this make a faith an anarchy, a sort of continuing war among principalities? As life is, yes. I mean, even in your mind, when, when it comes to do anything, there will be a war, a, a decision as to priorities, what you're to do now. Or in, in relationship to other people, there will be four or five possibilities of my way of action. And the notion of divinity or divine life in my mind would be what would determine my decision. So remember in the Hero of a Thousand Faces, what Campbell 
was looking for is how the myths of all cultures have a common structure because the collective unconscious of humankind has common sources of experience. So it's not a matter really of my spiritual story is better than yours in this case at all. And that's certainly not an argument I wanted to get into because I respect all types of spirituality. If it works for you, it's right for you. And I respect that. It's that simple. Or even if the philosophy of atheism works for you and that's right for you, I respect that too. So whatever's right for you. But what I found is valuable in Campbell's work is more the discovery of unconscious dynamics that evoke a sense of wonder and awe. And these have been used by great storytellers of all cultures in all generations. And they can be used by you to add power to your story. And I'm going to go more into that. But first of all, let's have a short message from our sponsor. And again, this sponsorship message is not just about loosening up the hold of typical beliefs with an out there message. So here's the message from Scorpion Helpers. And now for a message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Scorpions can only race up to a certain age before they are sidelined and put out to pasture sometimes with debilitating injuries from their years of racing. Even the more famous ones are forgotten about and sometimes left to rot away in cages with a scrap of lobster artichoke salad thrown to them here and there. We want to find homes for these former racing scorpions. We want to let them live out their final years in a beautiful setting. You can give a retired racing scorpion a good retirement of living their golden years out in a ranch setting, free to roam, play, and frolic with the other retired racing scorpions for only $50 a month per quarter pound of scorpions. Sponsor a racing scorpion. Give them a good retirement. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today and get a free bib with the Scorpion Helpers logo, along with a signed picture of the former champion racing scorpion, Ralph of the Atlantean Wildebeests. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today. Save a scorpion from being relegated to a traveling circus where they're forced to play tricks and jump through hoops in front of a crowd in between being carried from city to city, all alone and only one train car per scorpion per room. Make a donation today at scorpionhelpers.com.
Thought Leadership Studio. So when we consider that the elements of a thought leadership model include a starting point, a compelling destination, a path between them, lessons and challenges along the path, tools and skills for overcoming these challenges of the path, and a heightened state of consciousness upon successfully completing the journey, it becomes evident that there's analogies with being an adventure tour guide. So thought leadership is like being the guide of an adventure hike. There's a relatively banal starting point, like a parking lot at the edge of a road by the woods. There's a wondrous, compelling destination point, like an overlook by a waterfall high in the mountains. There's challenges along the path like bears or like slippery sheer rocks to carefully scamper over. But once the challenges of the path are surpassed and the group arrives at the end, they'll see an expansive overlook with wisp of clouds pouring down into the valley, hear the splashing roar of the waterfall, and feel uplifted by the cool ionized air. Maybe the musky scent of forest will remind them of the wildness of nature that they've grown closer to through the adventure. So we're starting to see that a tour guide will lead his group or her group out of the ordinary world into more of a magical world that evokes states of wonder and awe. And some other folks might start to notice this is starting to sound and look like Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. In Hero with a Thousand Faces, Campbell wrote, The usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken, or who feels that there's something lacking in the normal experience available or permitted to the members of society. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, either to recover what's been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir. It's usually a cycle, coming and returning. So let's contrast strategic thought leadership with being an adventure guide and use Joseph Campbell's hero's journey model, his monomyth model, as a way to calibrate this analogy to one, what one might call immutable archetypes. These immutable principles that myth resonates with and that evoke really deep feelings and it gives structure to story that makes a story compelling and that draws people in. Campbell's hero's journey starts with the ordinary world. And the equivalent in the role of the adventure guide might be your tour group members' day jobs. What they're trying to, so to speak, escape from the mundane, ordinary world. In strategic thought leadership, 
that's just being caught up in the old thinking about your product, your service, your profession, your field that you have a better solution for. Now, in Campbell's Hero's journey, the next stage is what's called the call to adventure, perhaps from a herald figure. Now, being an adventure guide means you're taking the role of this herald figure and you're bringing the excitement of adventure, maybe portraying it media to initially get the attention of people who could join your tour group. In strategic thought leadership, that's getting their attention initially through your social post, perhaps with some talking points that are incisive, that cut to the core of this is why you should move your thinking. you're evoking in the audience in either role is state of curiosity. Now the next stage in Campbell's hero's journey is the meeting of a mentor. Being an adventure guide that might mean engagement with potential group members and strategic thought leadership that's engagement with your audience is sharing your thought leadership position maybe directly maybe through media and you're evoking a state of intrigue to awaken them away from the ordinary thinking. So in Campbell's hero journey, hero's journey, now you're crossing the threshold into what he calls the magical world. Being an adventure guide, that's actually setting out on this hike through this beautiful natural terrain. In strategic thought leadership, it's building a new reality with multiple talking points that help your audience pivot your thinking to a new perspective. And what you're evoking in them, in all these cases, is inspiration. Now, on Campbell's Hero's journey, the next stage is trials and failure. In the role of the adventure guide, you've got trials to get people through. There could be bears in the woods. There could be really challenging areas to hike through that call upon them to be physically fit and to be up for the challenge. In strategic thought leadership, it's building and practicing responses to challenges of the old paradigm. The guardians of the threshold, in this case, are people who are really deeply entrenched in the old thinking you're leading people away from, especially if you're a disruptor. Now, the state you're evoking in the audience, if you're bringing them and raising them, raising their energy to overcome these guardians of the threshold, the state is vigor. Then in Hero's journey model, the next stage is the growth of new skills. In the adventure guide, it's 
helping them learn to camp and hike effectively, to be prepared for bears or mountain lions, to have the right equipment to overcome the terrain. And strategic thought leadership is helping them internalize a new perspective, a new thought leadership position. And in all these cases, the state you're evoking in the audience is that of confidence. In the hero's journey, the next stage is death and rebirth. In the adventure guide role, it's leading people to a rebirth of their consciousness through a growing respect for, a growing oneness with nature. In strategic thought leadership, it's having this impact on higher level thinking, like beliefs and values, core purpose and identity. When you help people actually shift their identity, that's a literal death and rebirth experience. And the state you're evoking in the audience at this point is one of awe and reverence. And the next stage in the hero's journey is that of revelation. And your tour group is gaining wisdom through adventure. And strategic thought leadership is living more in accordance with your higher principles and values because you've led them to a new perspective, new talking points that is more in alignment with who they are as people, even if it's something as mundane as getting more value out of a product or service, you're still aligning with higher principles and you're evoking the state of joy in your audience in this case. Thought Leadership Studio. So this wraps up episode 15 of Thought Leadership Studio. Thought Leadership is like being an adventure guide. I'm Chris McNeil. Thanks for listening. Check out the links in the episode description to go to the episode page that will have a nice table contrasting strategic thought leadership with being an adventure guide with Joseph Campbell's structure of the hero's journey. It also has links to free offers like the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership, which if you haven't read that, you need to get it. It will help you with your influence, your marketing, your leadership, with the building blocks of strategic thought leadership. And also I'm offering a free 30-minute brainstorming and discovery session to help you with your strategic thought leadership. The link to all that is in the episode notes or just go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com and click on podcast and you'll see the latest podcast page and all that's on it. So thanks again for listening and look forward to seeing you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.